Hare Krishna, Panchakal Patrubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Vyabhacha Patitanam Bhavanibhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namo Namaha So we are resuming this morning our journey into Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 11, Chapter 22, Elements of Material Creation And we've arrived at text number 31 before going on to that text, I'll uh, uh, give a little background. Let me do this first. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. What has happened in this book? this volume, is um, Krishna has cleared up the question about why different philosophers divide the different elements up in different ways. You're looking at one thing, the material world, and there's so many different opinions. So there's sort of about what seems to be confusion. And Krishna clears up the reason for that confusion. And then in text 26, Buddha's asked about another confusion he wants cleared up, and that's the fact that uh, people cannot distinguish very easily uh, Purusha and Prakriti from material nature and spirit, whether that spirit is either, uh, you can take it either as this uh, uh, living entity, or as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, especially as the Super Soul, because they're all down in here too. This is a, somehow there's a combination of pollution and property together, and they seem to be inter, interpenetrating each other, and it's hard to tell them apart. So he asked about this. This is in uh, Uddhava Inquired in this text 26, Although nature and the living entity are constitutionally distinct, that is distinct by nature, O Lord Krishna, there appears to be no difference between them because they are found residing with one another. Thus the soul, or let's just say Purusha, uh, appears to be with nature within Prakriti and Prakriti within Purusha. The lotus-eyed Krishna, O omniscient Lord, uh, kindly cut this great doubt out of my heart with your own words, which exhibit your great skill and reasoning. So this explains clearly what is the difference, and um, once to clear that up, or also maybe the other question is, what he really seems to be at, this is what the commentary says to explain the difference, but what it really seems to be explaining is why there's a confusion, why people are confused. Uh, and then Uddhava continues, uh, from you alone the knowledge of the living beings arises and your, by your potency that knowledge is stolen away. Uh, uh, indeed, no one but yourself can understand the real nature of your illusory potency. So, here's already the hint. There's some 
activity going on by which living entities are deluded and therefore confused uh, about these things. And then uh, text 29, Krishna begins his reply, which we are on now. The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, O best among men, material nature and its enjoyer are clearly distinct. This manifest creation undergoes constant transformation, being founded upon the agitation of the whole of the modes of material nature. So this vikarika, uh, this being subjected to change and transformation, this is how the this this sarga, this creation, it takes place. And then uh, in text 30, which we spent all of last class on, my dear Uddhava, my material energy, comprising three modes and acting through them, manifests the varieties of creation along with the varieties of consciousness for perceiving them. The manifest result of material transformation is understood in three aspects, adhyatmic, adhidaivic, and adhibaltic. Uh, so now we have a whole the beginning of, of why there's difference of, again, you know, the idea of difference of perception. Here again, different living entities see things in different ways. Uh, and because there's varieties of co- varieties and varieties of consciousness, uh, uh, so the whole result of this bewilder, bewildering uh, prakriti, uh, the whole system is this adhyatmic, adhidaivic, adhibaltic, and um, and uh, we went through. Uh, you remember the last uh, last time. Uh, uh, we went to uh, the uh, second canto, passages in the second canto, where Prabhupada discusses them uh, pretty thoroughly, and they're already mentioned up. Uh, also, Jnana Shakti, Kriya Shakti, Drovya Shakti, and different kind of powers. And if you have our little chart here, they show up right here as uh, goodness, manifestations of goodness, passion, and ignorance uh, in different ways here when, uh, when uh, hankara divides into these, these three. And in this, this system, uh, really uh, uh, gives a uh, way of looking at things that the, uh, as Prabhupada says about this in, in this uh, comment on 2519, he said, uh, by the covering power of ma- the material energy, the material scientist cannot look beyond the material causes, but factually behind the material manifestations, there are adibhuta, adhyatma, adhidaiva actions which the conditioned soul and the mold of ignorance cannot see. When they says beyond the material causes, that means just the superficial causes that you see. But otherwise, there are the, these, uh, these powers 
which includes the, the controlling deities. It's personal. Uh, uh, mo the modern world underwent a process which the uh, German uh, uh, Max Weber, the sociologist, described as Entzauberung, uh, uh, and Salbloom means uh, the loss of the sense of enchantment, disenchantment of the world, it's, it's translated, disenchantment, and de-divinization, where, where everybody always saw somehow there were gods and divine forces everywhere, and then that gradually disappeared. Uh, 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 and now we look on this as, as fiction, that the human race for up until the 18th century was <laughs> in its cradle time and, and like little children made up little stories, but now we're grown-ups and we know there's just nothing but dead matter for us to manipulate. So Prabhupada, what we're, what we're aiming at in Krishna consciousness movement is the re-divinization <laughs> of the world. I mean, it is just bringing that back to human consciousness. Um, so these are the categories for understanding. And now here we now go on uh, with text uh, 31 where Krishna continues to... Now, now, now he's il illustrating this. Before he says there are these three, these three factors, you can say, a three underlying uh, structure that's not uh, evident to everybody. Uh, and now, so he's now we get to 231 where he, he is describing them. Uh, I'll read 31 and chant Jigrupamarkam Dabu Atra Randre Parasparam Siddhyatiya Swatake Atmayadisham Aparo Yadadya Swaya Nagutya Kila Siddha Siddhi. A particularly beautiful verse, actually. Uh, so it's translated here uh, Sight, Drik. Uh, uh, sight, visible form, rupam, and arkam vapu. Uh, uh, sight, visible form, and the ref uh, reflected image of the sun within the aperture of the eye. <laughs> uh, we'll go back and explain that a little bit. Arkam vapur atra. Uh, Arka is a name for the sun. Vapu means body. And uh, uh, in the eye, Randra. Yeah, Randra is a hole, but here it means uh, the hole, the eyeball. So the image that you see, it's not the sun in the eye, but it's like the, 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 they call it reflected, but uh, it's, it's the visible form. Is what you see, okay? Sight, visible form, and the reflected image of the sun 
within the aperture of the eye, all work together to reveal one another. But the original sun standing in the sky is self-manifested. Similarly, the supreme soul, the original cause of all entities, who is thus separate from all of them, acts by the illumination of his own transcendental experience as the ultimate source of manifestation of all mutually manifesting objects. So this, on the one hand, this is describing how, how the, the, uh, the Atma, it says here the su- Supreme Soul, but it means the Paramatma here. So the Paramatma, which is, we've mentioned many times before, refers, there's one Supreme Personality of Godhead. But as Paramatma, uh, that is as much as him is manifest in his role of dealing with the material creation and the embodied souls. So it's a, it's a partial realization of the Lord, just as Brahma, Brahman is a partial realization of Brahma, Brahma fulgence, and then, then there's Bhagavan. Bhagavan is the Lord in his own kingdom. But, uh, so here, so here this is, uh, uh, so, so there's these three things, uh, and you can see in the word, word for word, drik, uh, the function of sight, and this is adhyatma. Uh, be, be, uh, because it has to do with the embodied living entity, uh, and so one of its powers is drik, uh, the power of, of, of visual perception the power to see forms, right? That's lick, the function of sight. Uh, I mean, right now that's manifested as our system of binocular vision and so on. But, but uh, and in different animals, it's different. So that's the power of sight. Rupam, uh, as Adibhuta, uh, 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 the, the, uh, uh, that is to say, the object, this is the Tanmatra, the object and the sense of sight are, are rupa, form, visible form. Just, just a kind of in a general way. And then the particular thing that you perceived is arka. Now here, here we're looking at the sun. You have to think of somebody looking at the sun. Uh, uh, but then it says, vapu, the partial image of this, because you cannot see the whole sun. All you see is a disk. All you see is a disk. And that disk itself not only illuminates everything else, but is self-illuminating. Illuminates itself. And that, that, that image that, you use, that, that enters into your eyeball is just that, that disc. I, th- I think maybe it's where 
uh, human beings really perceive in nature a perfect circle. Uh, the moon is irregular most of the time, but the sun, what you are able to, when you're able to look at it through the clouds or through through uh, 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 sunglasses or something, if you just look at it, you can't see it nakedly with your eyes. You burn out your eyes, but when you are able to see it when it's partially obscured, then it's a perfect circle, and that's what you see. You see this golden disk. But that's all you see. That's actually the effulgence of a person who's the Adidaiva, who actually controls your vision and is the Lord of, the, of, of vision. Not only is, is, is partially an object of vision, but the Lord of, uh, of vision. Uh, and so you kind of see, as object of vision, you see a little partial image. Uh, but uh, but uh, that partial image. Uh, but but the, so then it said, let's go back. Drikrupam arkam vato atarandre prasparam siddhite. They mana. They 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 work together. It's it, it, it says here. They they translate siddhite uh, cause the manifestation of each other. They, they work together like this. These three things are working in te- uh, mutually in, in, in a network uh, of, of these things. So whenever you see there's a deity involved, whatever you touch, taste, smell, move your hands, evacuate waste, whatever, there's a deity involved. In fact, the whole cosmic structure is working uh, to make it happen. So that means my body, which looks like it's working autonomously, isn't. It's wired in. So this is the example. Similarly, so, so it says, so that the, these are working together. Uh, uh, but the, 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 the sun itself is swataha. It's self-luminous. It's, it, 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 it itself, I, to, to, the sun has to shine on something else for me to see it. Uh, but there's nothing that has to shine on the sun for us to see it. It's, 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 so it's independently lit up. So then, similarly, okay, so similarly, the Atma, here meaning the super soul, so similarly, the, the super soul uh, is is separate from these asham of these three feature aparaha. Aparaha here means other. It's in another category. It's the one that makes all the other three work. Uh-huh. 
but yet he's not uh, he, he, he's, he's transcended he's separate from them and the way the way it's translated here he acts by the illumination of his own transcendental experience <laughs> that's that's how it's uh, uh, because because the uh, yeah this own transcendental experience his his adya like adi purusha his adya he's the original swaya anubhutya uh, uh, swaya his own anubhutya the word uh, anubhuti here just means perception his own perception it kind of refers to knowledge from any other source than memory. Uh, uh, sometimes the four pramanas, sense, perception, inference, comparison, are called anubhuti. But here it's his own, his, uh, so, Yeah, so so he sends his his own uh, independent perception. It's like we see things that are already there. Krishna seeing them makes them be there. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a different <laughs> work. There's not an independent world from Paramatma. There, all in a way, he's manifesting. Uh, so he says, acts by the illumination of his own transcendental experience as the ultimate source of manifestation of all mutually manifesting objects. So these three mutually manifest themselves, make experience possible for the, for the living entities. Uh, uh, so he, so um, Banu Swami ha, has a somewhat simpler translation. Again, it's, it's based on, on, uh, on the, the uh, uh, commentary of Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, he says, uh, where he translates is the I, form, and the deity of the sun mutually depend upon each other to fulfill the functions in the gross I. That, that's a little, put a little simpler. So that, that's, so that, that's, that, that's the Adhyatma, uh, Aribhuta and Aridhaiva. So that's how the eye, the gross eye works. The gross eye is, is the gross form of our powers of seeing. Uh, then he says, Paramatma, however, is independent, like the sun in the sky. Since Paramatma is the sole cause of the three factors, 
is different from them as their cause and is the revealer of all three since he is self-revealing. That kind of unpacks it uh, a, a, a little bit. That's this translation. Uh, let me uh, get the uh, comment in. Okay. So Vishnu Chakravarti says in his commentary, an example of the three divisions is given. So this is what this is. In the previous verse, he mentioned these three. And I'll see, so this is the example. The eye is Adhyatma. Form, the sense object, is Adibhuta. A portion of the sun, deity of the eye, is Adidaiva. They are mutually dependent. By the eye, form is understood. Without the eye, form cannot be perceived. Without the devata of the eye, eye cannot function. Because of the eye functioning, one perceives form. In this way, the three are interdependent. Paramatma is independent, however. Like the sun which exists in the sky, since Paramatma is the one cause, Adyaha, of the three items, since it is different, Aparaha, from them, and since it manifests the three items because it is self-manifesting. Thus the Lord is different from Prakriti because he is independent, one alone, and the manifester of all other things. So this is, this is the answer to the question. He's independent, one alone, uh, and the manifester of of, uh, of all of the things. So that's the example of this Adibhuta, Adiyatman, and Adidaiva, and how the, 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 the subs, it's how the material world is working, but material scientists don't see it because of the prominence of the mode of ignorance. And really, if you want to be the controller of material nature, it's very convenient to get the gods out of the way. If nobody's running things, God or the gods, both, if nobody else is running things, then you can take it over and run it yourself. And therefore, this is a God project. Most of material science is uh, you know, to predict and control material nature. And that's what, you, what everyone's trying to do. And where it's got us right now, in a sense, it seems to be a very dangerous place. Because everything we do to control it turns out, oh, there's more going on than we thought, and then we want it. So, like, the big thing now is, what are we going to do about global warming? Well, there's two solutions. We can say, okay, we've got to let nature heal itself and kind of back down on our controlling and have, have basically local self-sufficient, you know, basically Prabhupada's program, and work in harmony with the established system. Or, or we can fix it. And there are plans afoot by having gigantic uh, Venetian blinds in space, 
by by re releasing uh, gases in the upper atmosphere that'll help block the sun, sulfur, you know. Yeah, all the all kinds of different things to fix it. Which, if experience is any guide, will then create more problems that we didn't think about. So this is uh, this is our, our state now. So this is this is the function that that's actually going on. So that's that's he says this is the example because when we get to the next verse. Uh, oh yeah, let me read a little bit of the the BBT purport here. Uh, they explain it. Form is recognized by the function of the eye, and the eye's function is understood by the presence of perceivable form. This interaction of sight and form further depends upon the presence of light provided by the demigods, whose service of universal management depends upon the presence of those who are to be managed, namely the living entities experiencing form within the eyes. So again, they're just saying, explaining it in different words. Thus, the three factors, adhyatma, representing the senses, such as the eye, adibhuta, the sense objects, such as form, and the adidaiva, the influence of the controlling deities, exist in an interdependent relationship. The sun globe itself is said to be self-manifest self-luminous, self-experiencing. It does not share the interdependence of the senses and sense objects, although facilitating their function. Similarly, the Supreme Personality of Godhead facilitates the interdependent experiences of all living entities. And then it goes on to give a bunch of examples. Ah. So that's... Uh, it, it is an example. It's, it's using this example of the controlling deity of sight uh, to first show the interdependence, but it, the sight's used particularly because because this, the, you can see how the the the, uh, the sun by itself is not dependent upon uh, uh, anything for uh, revealing itself. Um, so now, text number 32. You notice this, this is an interesting little text because it's just one line in Sanskrit, two padas, and it's back to the uh, shloka meter, and, uh, the, 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 the understood uh, shloka meter. Evam tvaradi sravanadi chaksur jivadi sadi Nachitta yuktam. That's it. All of a sudden you get this really short verse. Uh, similarly, evam, here means thus or in the same way. Tvak adi, tvak here means the, the, the uh, skin or the sense of touch. Adi, and so on. Adi is etc. Adi means beginning, so that list of things beginning with what? <laughs> like that. Uh, uh, so here, uh, talk Adi, uh, and then the word for word, 
the skin, the sensation of touch, and the... De- oh, I see. I'm sorry. Here it is. When they say talk, Adi, talk, they mean the skin and, uh, uh, and the sensation of touch and the demigod of the, uh, of the wind. Uh, so now we're going to... I'm sorry. Now, that, now they're going to discuss... Now they're going to mention... When they say talk, they mean this, this triad of interdependent things. So the, the instrument itself is, is the skin and the hair follicles too, by the way. Uh, uh, then there's the sense of touch, which allows you to see the objects of, uh, perceive the objects of sense of touch, and then vayu. So air is is the um, associated element. Shravana adi hearing. So then the ears, the object of perception of the of the sense of hearing is is sound, and they're the they're the the devatas of the directions. The, 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 who who are in charge of that uh, 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 function? Uh, Chakshu, the eyes, which they say in parentheses, that was in the previous verse. That's been described already. Jiva, the tongue. Notice this is not different from Jiva in that it's Jiva. There's a H before the V. Jiva, Jiva, Jiva. <laughs> So the, the tongue, uh, the sensation of taste, uh, and of course that, that taste, you know, your mouth has to have moisture in it, uh, and therefore the deity of the water, who's Varuna. Uh, then uh, Nas, the, the nose, sensation of smell, uh, the Ashvini Kumaras, uh, Cha also, uh, chitta yuktam, along with chitta. Uh, so here's there's a big purport in the word for word. That's why it's good to pay a, pay attention to all these aspects here. Uh, chitta, which has a variety of meanings, so implying not only conditioned consciousness, uh, together with the object of that consciousness and the presiding deity Vasudeva but also the mind. So chitta can also refer to the whole subtle body. I mean, it just has different things. So it's consciousness, but the mind, the object of thought and the moon god Chandra, intelligence with the object of intelligence and Lord Brahma, uh, and false ego together with the identification of false ego and Lord Rudra. So this whole thing. Ahankara, uh, buddhi, and manas, as well as chitta, which here in this context means contaminated consciousness. Uh, now this is kind of interesting here. Uh, I have a little research on this one. 
similarly, the sense organs, namely the skin, ears, eyes, tongue, and nose, as well as the function of the subtle body, namely conditioned consciousness, mind, intelligence, and false ego, can all be analyzed in terms of the threefold distinction of sense, object of perception, and presiding deity. Uh, uh, the three Vishnu Chakravarti uh, purport, the three divisions shown for the eye also apply to the other senses. Just as for the eye, there is the eye form and a portion of the sun. For the skin, there is skin touch and deity of the air. For the ears, there is ear sound and deities of the directions, Dikpala. For the sun, tongue, there is tongue taste and Varuna. For the nose, there is nose smell and Ashwini Kumaras. Uh, so the BBT has been following him here. For chitta, there is chitta, consciousness, and a portion of Vasudeva. Now here they, he says a portion of Vasudeva. I'll get into that a little bit. Chitta also indicates mind, the object of thoughts, and the moon deity. Chandra is the deity of the mind. Uh, chitta indicates intelligence, object of intelligence, and Brahma. Chitta also indicates ahankara, uh, object of identity and sh- Shiva. The other senses can be divided into three as well. Uh, so uh, then, uh, then I uh, looked up something else because I remembered uh, that these deities we have here. Uh, Uh, there's deities for those deities because because uh, there, earlier in the eleventh canto, uh, uh, there's been a description uh, of the presiding deities that Vasudeva is the presiding deity of consciousness. This is 11.3.16, purport. Uh, The presiding deity of three divisions of false ego is Shankarshana, where here it says Lord Shiva. Uh, uh, From uh, then mind, the presiding deity is Aniruddha, and for intelligence, the presiding deity is Prajuna. Hmm? That those are the presiding deities that are mentioned here, and here it's a little different. So, but then, if you go back to the third canto, twenty-sixth chapter, twenty-first verse, the purport. Prabhupada explains this. Because really beyond these presiding deities that are mentioned here, uh, Soma, Brahma, Shiva, uh, are the deities of those deities 
That is to say, this chapter or vyuha. So Prabhupada points out, here in the reappearance of the Mahatattva, the four expansions of Godhead occur. Those four expansions are called the Chattu or Vyuha, Vasudeva, Shankar, Shankarjuna, and Aniruddha. So Vasudeva is the, is the presiding deity of consciousness, and that's the first expansion within the Mahatattva. The first one is, 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 is Vasudeva. And Prabhupada remarks, in order to be situated in clear consciousness or Krishna consciousness, one must worship Vasudeva. Vasudeva is Krishna alone. Uh, when Krishna or Vishnu is alone, without the accompaniment of his internal energy, he is Vasudeva. When he's accompanied by his internal potency, he's called Dwarkadisha. When you, know, you don't see Lakshmi with him, uh, that is to say his spiritual energies with him, just by himself, then he's called Vasudeva. To have clear consciousness, Prabhupada says, or Krishna consciousness, one has to worship Vasudeva. So, but so when you're dealing with contaminated consciousness, then that's why Vishnu Chakravarti says a portion of Vasudeva, because there's no lower-ranking devata in charge of consciousness. But then when you come to false ego, Prabhupada says, again, I'm reading from 3.26.21 in the purport, in order to get released from the false ego, one has to worship Shankarshana. Shankarshana, we say Shankar, Shankarshan, <laughs> Shankarshan, is also worshipped through Lord Shiva. See, so here Prabhupada brings them together. The snakes which cover the body of Lord Shiva are represented, representations of Shankarshana, and Lord Shiva is always absorbed in the meditation on Shankarshana. Notice, by the way, the name uh, is Shiva, not Shiva. Uh, you hear all over the place people say Shiva, Shiva. One who is actually a worshiper of Lord Shiva as a devotee of Shankarshana can be released from false ego, material ego. So if you worship Shiva as, in that way as to help you uh, worship uh, Lord uh, Shankarshan, then it will help one get released from false ego then mind, the presiding deity is Aniruddha, uh, Prabhupada said in the... Uh, uh, no, the, 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 uh, in the purport to, to this 11.3.1 here, uh, the presiding deity is Aniruddha. Prabhupada said uh, in the third uh, canto, if one wants to get free from mental disturbance, one has to worship Aniruddha. For this purpose, worship of the moon planet is also recommended in the Vedic literature. So that's, that's how he puts it there. Uh, I, 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 sort of, anyway, some, there's some idea that you could, you could go directly to Aniruddha or you could also incorporate the moon into that. Um, 
And then finally, uh, intelligence. Uh, uh, because from, from so, so here uh, in, in our little chart, you're up here in this level. False ego has manifested. Right? Uh, the, 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 the time energy has zapped the Mahatattva. Then the first thing that shows up is Ahankara. Uh, and then uh, Ahankara, uh, as such, just as this, this false ego in general, that has a presiding deity, uh, Shankarshana, or also the Lord, Lord uh, Shiva is that. But then you have false ego and goodness, passion and ignorance. Uh, and then from false, false ego in goodness comes the mind, uh, manas. And all the devatas too, by the way. They, they, they show up. Uh, they're all part of the this uh, Vaikarika or Adidaiva section of these three. But so uh, uh, so that's the bind that you you worship uh, uh, Aniruddha or the moon deity. So then uh, uh, for Intelligence, uh, which uh, from Taijasa, from false ego in the mode of passion, comes intelligence. The presiding deity is Pajumna, and the five working senses, the five knowledge acquiring senses, with their various presiding deities, all come out of the, this intelligence, knowledge gathering senses, active senses, and actually prana. Two actually is taken is, is a, a subtler form of the life air. So Prophet says to be fixed in one in intelligence, one has to worship Prajumna, who is reached through the worship of Brahma, <laughs> because they mentioned here that Brahma is in charge of that. That's when I read this, uh, I thought, wow, because it's because it, it's uh, you, you see this. Uh, in, in Vishnu Chakravarti's purport, and, and, and also it's incorporated into the word, into the word meanings here in this. So I wanted to check it out. So that's how their their Prabhupada coordinates the the, the chapter of Yuga, along with a particular lower level presiding deity. Uh, and uh, but it's interesting that there isn't any lower level presiding deity with Vasudeva. Because it's consciousness, and so all, all Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says is uh, is uh, a portion of Vasudeva for this chitta, which you hear is, is considered as. And once false ego occurs, then, then consciousness is not no longer pure; it's contaminated consciousness, because pure consciousness is is Vishuddha Sattva, which means Sattva without any association at all of passion or ignorance. And that means in pure Vishuddha Sattva, the spiritual state, and that, that 
condition of existence, there's no coming into being and there's no going out of being. Therefore, there's no time as we experience it here. Uh, which brings that about. Uh, we have to stop now. I was hoping to get a little further. But, um, so we will pick up again. Um, so the next couple of texts, 33 and 34, will conclude the answer to Uddhava's question that he asked in 26, 27, and 28, is his statement there. And then, after that's satisfactorily concluded, then Uddhava will ask a few other questions. Uh, uh, sounds like a real change of subject, the course of those diverted by fruit of activities. And Krishna will spend the rest of the chapter on that topic. So, so that's it for today. Now let me uh, uh, answer any questions. Or if you have any questions or comments, I'll switch my phone over. I'm trying to get it to switch. There it goes. The speakerphone, so everybody can hear. Uh, anyone who calls another conference call by pressing star six, coming over the speakerphone. And uh, on Ustream, you may uh, text in a question in the chat form, and that will be conveyed to us all here in the studio. And <laughs> and in, uh, in, uh, in the conference call. Okay, questions or comments? Harinam has a question by phone. Hare Krishna Maharaj, this is Harinam over in Philadelphia. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you for, for a wonderful class. Um, in the beginning of the class, you um, you talked about the solo causes and that there are controlling deities, that everything is personal. And that, you know, the before and we saw everything is divine and that Iskon's goal, one of Iskon's goals is the read the, the divinization of this world. One of the things that one of my major problems and, and just hang ups, and maybe you can help me with that, is we speak of the sun god and we speak of these demigods. I was raised in the Netherlands. My, my upbringing is Christian. We're, we're extremely sober. So this view of the, the Vedic worldview and, and it's speaking of demigods in the sun, it's so hard to wrap my head around it, what to, what to think of speaking about it to others. How, how have you come to terms with this and how do you see this? How, what, what, can you help me out? Well, uh, the Netherlands was subject to an extremely heavy Protestant influence. <laughs> but but this de-divinization de, de, de of nature, although it's attributed to modernity, it kind of started with Christianity, which wanted to get rid of the pagan gods all over the place. And the pagan gods were... You know, in, 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 the, in the Greece and Roman uh, uh, view of things, every little stream, every little grove, every little, you know, and in the pre-Christian religions of Europe, uh, also there were living beings all over the place. 
and so Christianity did the first to, to try to wipe them out. And, and, and uh, but then in some ways brought them in a little bit with, with substituting uh, angels because then the different levels of angels were, were also controllers of different areas, broad areas of the material world and so on. Uh, and and uh, uh, for small things, since you didn't want to bother God with it, you could pray to various saints that served some of those functions. And then the Protestants got rid of all of that, pretty much. And so on. So, so it's a long history, actually. It, 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 it goes back that way. And when Prabhupada explains the Vedas, we have, we have uh, as far as I can see, uh, being transmitted to us a worldview that's older than Christianity and uh, older than all, all these. And then, then, you know, Christianity just just uh, increased this impersonal, making things more and more impersonal. Uh, it just, just modern science just built on that, that, that job that was done by, uh, by Christianity. And uh, because the Christians thought, you know, the, even that the idea, I've explained this before, that, that the, the world might really be God's energy was rejected because that would make it too close and then too much like paganism to say that there was something divine about nature. And once it gets to be completely, once the de-divinization is complete, the other thing it does, it makes it available for human use and enjoyment completely independently of God. Uh, and uh, uh, that's created some problems for us because we then become the controllers of material nature and want to use it for our own sex gratification. And we've got no idea what we're doing. And they keep their thought, you know, modern science beginning when Newton had a few laws, they thought, that's it, we got it all figured out, you know, it'll become all clear, a few more formulas and we'll have the whole thing down completely. You, you, you can fit everything that there is to know about the world. I've heard this expression uh, 20 years ago, printed on the front of a T-shirt. But that idea that become, you know, people are going to go, wow, it's much more complicated we thought. The more we look at it, the more complicated it is. And then you've got to ha- have the idea that somehow or other it's reasonable to think that this whole complicated thing just came from zip. It just happened by accident. When every, every mathematician who looks at it can understand that if that won't work, <laughs> it's just not, not possible unless you've got, you know. Well, that's why they have to now say, posit multiple universes. So this can be like we happen to live in the one, there's a billion other universes where nothing happened. But this just happens to be the statistically anomalous case that we live in. That explains it. Okay. (laughs) 
what's happening. Anyway, but so so all I can tell you is, yeah, you know, you have to get over it. <laughs> your past experience, your you know, your Dutch practicality and uh, <laughs> and so on. And but the idea of there being devas and and uh, I mean, people worship what, what was substituted for devas then became sports. The people worshiping other people anyway, sports stars. Not the real Madonna, but the, <laughs> the Madonna from California. It, the, the Marilyn Monroe, the movie stars. There was, you know, and stories about them, and they live in this Valhalla called Hollywood. You know, where they engage in there. It sounds just like the Apsaras and the, you know, all that stuff. It comes back in another form, and you might as well worship the real ones. <laughs> <laughs> I can say, you know, um, it, it's, it's, it, 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 to me, it's like deeply sit, situated in, in, in human consciousness, and it, as the and it really, as Krishna consciousness increases, this view of the world will become more and more apparent. So now you can say, okay, I can't see it, but I accept that it's there. But you will discover as the mode of ignorance and the mode of passion become eradicated and decreased, these kind of things will become more and more self-evident and objects of perception. Thank you, Maharaj. Considered to be, it's not mentioned as the as one of the elements, but it is the mixing factor. It's, it's called the mixing factor, uh, and uh, so that 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 that, that, that at first doesn't do anything, but then when 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 it before it does anything, it's called pradana. Then the kala comes in, and that kala, according to the Brahma Samhita, is the glance in within the glance of the Lord. When the Lord glances over material creation, it's an act of impregnation. That glance, first of all, when it comes. It, it, it contains things. And what it contains is the time energy. Uh, and it contains the, the jivas who are waiting uh, rebirth. During the, during the uh, winding up of creation, they are uh, absorbed within the body of Mahavishnu and are in a dormant state. 
they come out again in the time factor. And so when he impregnates material, glass material nature, puts the jiva, energizes the, 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 the pradhanas into mahatattva, and then this false ego, the lord of false ego is Shiva. But Shiva also becomes then the personification of that time energy also. Uh, he he is he's manifest that way uh, as that not the time but that glance described in the Brahma Samhita. Not, it's not just the time in it, but that glance is Lord Shiva uh, because and in that sense all of this is an aspect of the Lord. But Lord Shiva in this way is. He's a borderline personality. There's, uh, on the one side of the line, he's Sadashiva and is a form of Mahavishnu on the other side of the line. So that same Shiva is transcendentally located, but then when he becomes intimately associated with material nature, which is depicted as a, as a sexual union when impregnating them, and, of course, Lord Shiva is the god of male procreative potency. Uh, then uh, Prabhupada says, uh, or uh, actually Bhaktisiddhanta says in the, in the, the, the commentary in the Brahma Samhita, that when he is no longer available for ultimate redemption in that form of Lord Shiva. He takes on the R of an independent deity, uh, and but, but he's now associated intimately with material nature. And, and as Prabhupada said once, uh, Krishna never, he's intimate with his internal potency, with Radharani, with Lakshmi, but not, he's not intimate that way. He, it's always he looks at her for a glance, from a distance, a distant glance from far away. But then glance then is also becomes concretized as Lord Shiva, and that in that way is the is all the living entities come impregnated into into Durga, and that that Durga is then a reflection of the internal spiritual potency. She's a, she's a reflection. Uh, so that glance, which 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 has the Lord's energy, the mixing factor, that energy of the Lord that causes everything to happen, and the time energy. Uh, uh, I don't know more about the physics of that, or metaphysics, whichever it is, of, of that, that 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 time energy. Uh, but that seems to be somehow how Lord Shiva. But then Lord Shiva becomes the, also the, the Lord of the mode of ignorance in, in general. Uh, uh, he takes on that, that particular function because uh, Brahma is the Lord of passion and he's in charge of destruction because that, that's the main, main, the main thrust of time is this entropy by which things gradually you know, fall apart. And, and decay. Now that's our best my 
because I can do that so far. <laughs> so the time is a time is a representative of the Lord because because we can take it that way because Krishna says time I am. But how is the destroyer of the world? Well, Shiva is the destroyer. Yeah, but behind that. Uh, uh, time I am, I've come to engage all people, uh, and then you 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 see, uh, you know, Krishna in that form, which is very frightening to look at, and a little off-putting. Uh, and what we learn from the Bhagavad Gita, you may look, you may see devastation, you may see that destructive aspect of the Lord. But I, so Arjuna says, show me your four-handed form. So you know that behind that, that, that terrifying, off-putting, uh, fearful form of Krishna, there's actually, there was his friend who was there waiting for him. So you shouldn't think that that, that, that Kala Rupa is the, you know, the last word in divinity. Because a lot of people actually think that, in, in effect. Why did God make this world where all these bad things are happening and people are going old and there's devastations all the time? Planes fall into the water, ferries sink. We just, you know, you read about it all the time. The newspapers is mostly a report on different ways things are being devastated, being ripped apart. Uh, so people fixate on that and they say, why is God doing this to us? But they don't know what's behind that manifestation. But Krishna takes responsibility. I am time. At least he's honest. <laughs> Anything else? Okay. So we're good for next week, right? So therefore, next week uh, we will take up with text numbers. Uh, I have another question came through. Should we worship Aniruddha, Sankarsana, Pradhuma, and how to meditate on these aspects of the Lord? What are their forms? Vasudeva, we worship Vasudeva Krishna. Uh, there's, there's descriptions uh, in the Bhagavatam uh, about them. Um, but um, for our, our own practical purposes, if you're worshiping Krishna, especially Vrindavan Krishna and, and Lord Chaitanya, I think all those things are taken care of. Uh, if you, if you, you know, some practical reason you you want to do that, um, uh, it's, it's certainly thing you can do. Uh, but uh, but Prabhupada never went out of the way to, to give us directions in that. If you really want to worship one of those deities, then you have to know what their form is, and maybe there's a kind of puja and all these other things. But I don't have access to all that, that kind of practical 
stuff. And uh, so if you worship Krishna himself, because he's the origin of all the other forms, all they're automatically taken care of and included. But most of the forms of Krishna uh, uh, are included in that. Of course, particularly we we, we are instructed uh, uh, to worship like Nasringadev, because he's especially there as the removal of obstacles in devotional service, uh, for example, uh, which is certainly better than worshiping Ganesh for that purpose. Well, if it says in the nectar devotion, you can worship Ganesh for the removal of obstacles in devotional service. But generally, we, we uh, go, go closer to the Vishnu Tattva and worship the Srinidhev. Uh, because Papa was asked, some, actually, when I was a new devotee, the temple president asked him, how do we worship Ganesh? We move a obstacles in devotional service. And, and probably said, you don't have a facility to do that. Not necessary. And he gave us the Nishringa prayers to say. There's 24 Vishnu forms out there. You know? They have the four M forms, and they have there's 24 different possible arrangements. You know, four factorial, four times three times two times one, and that's where you get the number. And uh, uh, um, I know they're there. No more. We'll stop there. Thank you very much. Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai. Shri Bhagavatam Ki Jai.